I'll tell you one thing. This might not be a dog movie, but I can pick a hell of a film to watch sometimes. I was going to don't you can't claim that with how many times you've managed to find actual bait and switch movies with dogs all over the cover that then have zero dogs in the film. You cannot tell me that you know how to pick a movie. I still remember Kiwi Flyer. You can't you can't do that. But I'm using my skills of not being able to find a dog movie very well this, this time you use them for good yes yeah for good Although we did evil. know that we, do, <laughs> we knew that this was not a dog film other than new york ninja is a very good boy so he's allowed to be a, he's an honorary dog it's true welcome to rough guts everybody dogs they're coming they're coming your way they'll be here soon I can't believe that John's wife was murdered! You have to try and pull yourself together. This city owes me. Well, what's that? Justice. Why won't anyone do anything? We are strong on crime, and together we have the power. This is a big city. We're doing what we can. What Tell the others, I'm coming for them. I need you to help me. I would, but I want them dead. Crime has remained at an all-time low thanks to Ninja Fever. We're going live with this. These men murdered her because of what she saw. It's linked to these abductions. There's something weighing us down. It's that damn ninja. <laughs> New York Ninja's a real hero. This is going to be a special episode of Rough Cuts because yes. we just picked this film knowing full well that it would whip and it whipped. that it would be that it would be a very good film and that it was going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> it's a treat and for us. It was. It's a treat for us, and it should be a treat for you. Like yep. absolutely, just go and watch this. Just if you, this is an. This is probably going to be a short episode because all I can do is shout effusive praise <laughs> about how fun this movie is. Well, no, like, I mean, if, yeah, unironically, if you, th if you have any love at all for like Hong Kong action movies or would like to learn about them or like anything like that, if you think that you might like those kinds of movies, just watch it. It's, it's just a fantastic love letter to those films. I'd also like to get something else out of the way. By the way, this is our podcast, Rough Guts, about good boys and bad movies, which is normally dog movies, but we were doing a special episode today. One of the reasons, too, is I want to feel better because you might hear in my voice, <coughs> there we go, that I have COVID. Um, I'm just recovering, so I think that I'm on the mend, but if I'm a little yeah. quieter today or sound different, that would be why. Uh, because we deserve a we good thing hiatus. for once. So. We, deserve, we deserve something good. And this movie is, like, it is absolutely just a love letter to cinema. And it it shows throughout the whole thing. It's, an, it's a triumph of filmmaking. Like, I'm not even joking. This thing is, it's a blast start to finish. And it's not like, 
so I mean, do you want to do you want to give the background yeah, for the film? Go ahead. Let's uh, let's talk about because the story of New York Ninja is interesting, but the story yes. of New York Ninja is also very interesting. <laughs> yes, both movies. Yes. So New York Ninja was done. This is by a twofer. We got two movies in one. John Liu, who is a '70s kung fu movie expert, just schlocky kung fu films from the '70s and early '80s. Yeah, he's and, a Taiwanese kung fu star. Yeah. Uh, Taekwondo star, actually, I think, specifically. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's from but Taiwan, he, is what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, but he, um, he, he shot this originally in the late 80s on a very, very low budget. Mm-hmm. And then the production company that was helping fund it, 21st Century, went under and sold all their assets. So that includes this film. And... I, it's believed that this film was never actually finished because of that production failure. So what mm-hmm. happened is all these assets just got sold for 40 years back and forth between various companies until Vinegar Syndrome eventually bought them. Vinegar Syndrome is a distributor and film preservationist company, uh, just mm-hmm. like Aero Films and uh, all these other like really cool companies that are starting to come up and and preserve these films and retransfer it into a digital format at a high rate. For those that don't necessarily know what those companies are and what they do, Mm -hmm. um, they've basically made an industry for themselves of finding warehouses full of old dusty movies that have never really been transferred properly, like direct to video like low budget indie action cinema and stuff like that and and art house cinema like all kinds of just weird films that have never really been preserved in any way and then they do what they can to restore them and finish them if they have to and like get them transferred onto blu-ray and release them and they do like lots of showings at different art house cinemas like i know the alamo obviously in, oh yeah yeah uh, austin does like lots of showings of things like that from these and, and various and uh film festivals that are just going on everywhere and yeah this particular film they only had the video footage mm-hmm. the reels and the reels were in like six to eight hour tapes that were just in a box somewhere there was no audio tracks they didn't even have listing of the actors they didn't even know who yeah. was in this movie no, like so no some of these script, people were just nothing who knows <laughs> mm-hmm. no script they had an original uh like first draft script that they did find oh did they one okay, I didn't one know from one of the actors and uh, i believe one of the cops was actually listed as dolomite cop in that script oh my <laughs> which God. is very funny to me so so they were tasked with the job of taking this video footage which is out of order and makes no sense, not knowing who anybody is or what anybody's saying, or what the plot is, and and piecing it together as an editor, redubbing it, mm-hmm. putting a soundtrack to it, doing foley art for all the audio, and yep. then releasing it as a feature film. As an yeah, as an actual mo- movie. Yeah, they have no audio, yeah. no storyboards, no scripts, just nothing, and it's such a cool idea because so many people would take that and be like look at how garbage this is and do a lot of like jokey jokey redub kind of bullshit and make it be like man this thing's garbage right and i mean it is it's bad like it's not a good (laughs) it's not a good film in a lot of ways there's a lot of heart and people like there's some very intentional jokey's parts 
and some very yes. unintentional, very funny parts. Yeah, it, it, it but, has some intended yeah. humor for sure, but they play mm-hmm. it as like the uh, guy that recut it. Uh, I saw some stuff with um, him where he Curtis was talking Spieler, about. Curtis I think, was the director who, who ended up recutting this for Vinegar. Yeah, but they were saying yeah. that they like they were saying that they wanted to make sure like I asked myself if my job was to have been an editor when this movie was coming out, when I got this footage, what would I have done and to try and make it an actual film? And like they they're not trying to like I was very here's mm-hmm. a, the quote, actually, like I was very aware of trying to maintain what I thought was the intended spirit or tone of the original production. I knew there was a fair amount of both intentional and unintentional humor to the movie, but I tried to take the project seriously and be respectful to the original source material as well as other movies of the same time period. And it 100% feels exactly like it would have been a movie released in 1984 as is. Absolutely. It it does not at all feel like a 2021 release of redub of a movie like it's there's no jokey like winks at the audience from 2021 there's none of that they even went the extra mile to get voice actors that acted in the 70s and 80s to do the dubbing and like real stars like there's some really really good actors and stuff from that kind of genre in in this movie the villain in this film the main villain is actually dubbed Mm -hmm. by the guy who's on the cover of The Hills Have Eyes, that weird looking yes. guy. Yeah, he's Michael Berry. All those seventies yep. and eighties movies. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, it, Devil's Rejects season in, two. Yeah. And, Devil's yeah. Rejects. He started it with One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Like mm-hmm. he's he's a legit, very good actor, and just in a ton of stuff, lots of Star Trek and things like that. They have as one of the action stars, uh, one of the women is Cynthia Rothrock, which mm-hmm. like. I am. I will admit, I've not been a huge Hong Kong action film person. Like I know a few of them, but like she's one of those people that was a big enough star that the minute that I saw her name on that, I was like, "Holy shit!" Like Cynthia Rothrock. Cynthia Rothrock is a big enough star that she became the inspiration for Sonya Blade in Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah. Like the, we're talking that kind of level. Like she's. If you haven't heard of her, just look at her filmography. It is incredible. She has so many movies and they're all just like, she's really, really good in the action scenes. If you ever want to see a really good action scene um, from like Hong Kong movies back in the day, go and look at like Above the Law with uh, Cynthia Rothrock in it. Like there is some, she's a fantastic fantastic martial artist very much in the like um like jackie chan sammo hung kind of like vein she's very very good and it's just rad as hell to have people like that in this production they have a um don the dragon wilson um another like mma Uh, they got somebody from like return of the living dead i think too i forget her name but yeah yeah. uh star of blood fist (laughs) like it's it's all of these people like it's it's tons of people that were huge stars in that genre and it's not done like ironic casting it's none of that it's this is a movie full of heart i like, from a film preservation perspective, like, I'm so impressed. 
by this movie. Yeah, like it, the, it, to keep the same feel and the fun of what it was trying to do, which is baffling at times, considering some yes. of the scenes they were given. Oh yeah, no, it. I mean, all of this aside, the movie is it's bad in a lot of ways, a lot of yes. really unique, fun ways. It it is obviously zero production value and like the acting is so they were saying like the, the actors would just show up to the john lou's hotel and get in a van and go to wherever they were going for the day and that <laughs> yeah, was their yeah, production yeah. schedule they would just shoot somewhere they couldn't legally shoot and then just leave for the day <laughs> sometimes that well, includes a field in the middle of nowhere what well dusk is falling and they have to end the scene they have to end the scene the fight scene because it starts getting too dark for anybody to actually be seen and so like you watch in real time as the fight goes on as the light gets lower and lower my favorite scene and lower (laughs) and then eventually they're just like uh we've got to end this the fight just kind of (laughs) ends it's just (laughs) that fight stops very short or, like, there's another scene um, where there's a f- woman being chased by a gang of thugs, which, oh my god, we need to get into the mm-hmm. thugs in this movie, through New York. And, like, she's screaming and crying and running down the street. And there's obvious crowds of people that I'm sure were not actually supposed to be in the movie because they're just oh, shooting yeah. on the street. And they're just kind of like, huh? Like, looking at her as they walk by and just kind of like, oh, whatever, and just there's keep walking. Of, it's New York. What are they going to do? Stop? Yeah, they're like, yeah, oh, whatever. I'm not going to stop these but, thugs but there's, there's chasing this woman, like, whatever. Just shooting traffic and cars just keep coming mm-hmm. by, ruining the shot. They just keep going, and it's like, man. But you could tell, like, the, the director had a very specific vision in mind, and that comes across in the, the footage. Absolutely. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. oh, it's good stuff. I, I guess we could talk about the, the plot uh, before we do that, though, actually, this movie also had a budget of a hundred dollars for its for special, special effects. effects. Yes, yeah, there there was Which an interview with the almost uh, nothing special effects man where he said the budget was about a hundred bucks and we used almost all of it on uh, one the effect. villain yeah. known as the Plutonium Killer uh, and his melting face, which was mm-hmm. actually a pretty good effect it was a good effect yeah i like hit, for a hundred bucks that's like, wild fake faces in this too for like mm. makeup it's weird but okay new york ninja it starts off with new york ninja and his girlfriend uh yes. slash wife question mark and they're, yeah. they're just talking in the middle of the street and he's like oh wow it's you my girlfriend who i love now we know <laughs> That was great. Good introduction. Mm-hmm. My girlfriend, like, who I love, and it's your and, birthday, and you're and you've and just gotten birthday. that promotion at work, and we're yeah. about to be married. Oh, and you're pregnant. And wow, you're pregnant. you'll definitely not. You'll definitely not die in the next three minutes of this movie. <laughs> they give her like four different death flags immediately. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. I'm pregnant. Oh, <gasps> really? Oh, seriously? We're gonna have a baby. Oh my god. I'm gonna be a daddy. I can't believe nothing bad will happy? ever happen to yes. her. I love you uh, yeah. very much. Good. We're getting uh, Listen, dog hit by car real fast in this one. Oh okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm gonna be a daddy. Uh, okay, I'll see you tonight. <laughs> so then she uh, witnesses a, a woman being abducted. 
on the street and she's like hey lady you left your your bag on the ground while you were being abducted you should probably take that with you (laughs) i love that she sees this woman being kidnapped and the woman as she's being kidnapped drops her bag and she's like oh she lost her bag i better go in is is this your backpack and is like passing her backpack over to her there's a cat on on the table right now cat that's trying to grab my microphone it's okay she ends up yelling at the ladies like hey you forgot your bag and then the criminals are like hey she saw us abduct this woman unlike the other 50 people on this street (laughs) get her (laughs) so they they like i don't know what they do i think they they stab oh they cut her throat and and she falls yeah let's i mean in a very funny way cut her throat by that i mean by that you mean they draw a very small red line in like marker across her look their butt throat slightly oh i know it's yeah yeah, yeah. it's got a lot of that and then he throws the knife at her right yeah it's funny though because as she's falling down the stairs she's like i'm falling i'm falling Oh god, yeah, no, she rolls down those stairs like the guy really like, slow oh, motion. She's not dead yet with her throat cut. I'll throw my knife at her. <laughs> and and then it, it cuts back to New York Ninja on the rooftop of a building with the birthday party table set up that he set up for her. Full of I gifts. love New York uh yeah. balloons. Memorabilia and balloons. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no. It's not fair. It's not fair. (laughs) Why? I love this, boys. This is great. <laughs> yes. And he kicks through the table, and oh man, he he's kicks just... the table, and then he starts like grabbing glass and cutting his hands. And what? Oh, that actually squigged me out a bit. That was kind of. Yeah. But that was rough. As he's digging around her birthday gifts, he finds some katanas that someone was going to give her for her birthday. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he grabs the katanas, their sheaths. He's like, I will avenge her with my ninja <laughs> skills. I will become the New York ninja. Like give absolute minimal information. Your girlfriend's dead. Go get revenge. Bye. <laughs> oh my God. Did somebody give him katanas for her birthday? Or? Yeah. Her birthday, they gave him katanas so that he could avenge her death. Birthday katanas? Sorry. This is fucking amazing. This is all in the first, like, four minutes or something of the film. It is exceptionally fast. Uh, I also want to just take a quick aside here that as these thugs are kidnapping women and chasing her down and stuff, that uh, I would like to describe these thugs as a lot of them are the 1984 version of home cosplay juggalos is what I would like to put that as. Um, it's like 
it's like if the Warriors were mashed up with YMCA. Like yes. Village yeah, there's people. them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's uh, yeah. one thug in particular later on who's wearing a cardigan sweater, a gambler's, <laughs> a gambler's, a gambler's hat, and a uh, like grandma's woolen scarf over his face. There are a whole lot of them in clown makeup. There's rodeo clowns. For yeah, sure. like actual rodeo clowns for sure. Um, mm-hmm. There is a bunch of them that are wearing faces. And when I say that, what I mean is they got like construction paper and drew a fake face on it and then put it over their real face because it, it I, looks super weird. There, there's I don't two know of why. them that are wearing jock straps over their pants. Yes. Yep. Now there's a lot of that. Yep. Mm hmm. <laughs> Uh, there's I, like I, they must have dressed themselves for the set that day. Like I don't understand. There's so many. There, there's the the leather pervert with the eye patch and the whip. I don't mm-hmm. like. Oh, there's a there's a guy that's from. wearing a white like a super super baggy white shirt, but then he cut it so that it's just got like the midriff showing. So it's basically <laughs> almost like a man bra only. Yeah. But it's also like really really baggy. And he's wearing that with like camo pants, but also the camo pants have like you know a jock strap over like them. It's like a flash dance shirt or something. Like it looks I, super weird. Some I don't know. I, it's very custom. We'll put it that way. It's very <laughs> custom. Oh man, the thugs are great in this. Movie. It, you, we just you can't it's we so can't describe them. You have to watch the movie, which again I will wholly recommend a one hundred and ten percent. This is a love letter to film. You need to watch it. So after New York Ninja gets his dead girlfriend's birthday katanas, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is a sentence. Yes, and then, accurate. <laughs> then we cut to the bad guy, Plutonium Man, who is the Plutonium Killer, who is driving up to another car with pictures of girls that they've abducted. And he's like, hey, I got all these ladies you could buy now and take Would them. Would you like to try the wares? And, and there's this, like, very nerdy, pale dude in the other car. He's like, oh, well, and you see, I kind of expected more than this many. Well, and I need more time. The and, cops and the... <laughs> are on to me. It's so good. He does those and, voices because the actor is just, like, like, so slow. And... He, and he's got such big, like, lip movement. Like, it's, yeah. like, huge. He's constantly showing, like, his whole teeth. Like, he's just shouting these lines with his whole mouth. And, and he's and... wearing steampunk goggles the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is uh, Michael Berryman is the, mm-hmm. the one that voiced the this. Voice so actor, the, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the kind of, again... B-movie horror star of tons and tons of movies. The important part of the scene is that it shows Mm -hmm. the driver, who has a fucking disgusting rat tail. Holy shit. (laughs) And and as he's talking to this other guy, it pans over to the driver, who's just, like, sucking on his rat tail. (laughs) He just... His hair, just licking it all seductively. Weird rat tail off the back of his neck, and then just starts sucking on it. (laughs) Oh man. That's so exciting. This fucking look. 
I oh will contact God. you when the shipment is ready to send overseas. Wonderful doing business with you. I. Is that his hair? Yeah. We're finished here. <laughs> was that... he chewing his man mullet? He was. I. I. It's okay. He's a hair pervert. At the same time, he has. I. I love that they weren't content with him having one weird, super creepy pervert villain tick, but like they gave Trump. him two. Yeah. Because he's also he's got a really nasty like evil man goatee, right? Like the yeah, like very thin black goatee kind of thing. If you weren't sure that he was a villain, and he constantly has a gold-headed like dragon cane that he rubs seductively up and down his goatee, also as he's sucking his rat tail this, hair. This hair pervert! I swear to God. It's so good. It's so, so good. We were joking about him the whole time and laughing about him. And at the end of the movie, the only... Because they don't know the actors or the names of any of these characters. No. Uh, and he never speaks throughout the whole film either. Um, they gave him the name of Rat Tail. They just they didn't know what to call him. So they're just like, well, it sucks on his Rat Tail. I guess this is Rat Tail guy. <laughs> like if I'm going through the footage and there's this weird pervert sucking on his rat tail like what are you what are you gonna call him you know like it's the only name it's the only, it's name. The only thing you can do so it hard cuts away from that we're learning a bit more about the plot mm -hmm. and new york ninja uh john is walking down the street and he gets robbed by a bunch of rodeo clowns like as they yes, try to like yeah. steal his uh his because he, he's like praying for justice for his dead girlfriend I think. Yeah. With this like weird orb that's like brass. Yeah, he's got <laughs> like, some kind of incense thing. Because yeah. they want that, and the guys that just stole three dollars from their own gang mm -hmm. want that. Oh yeah. So yeah, to lead up to that really quickly, they're all before he shows up, they're all just doing rad stunts as if they're skateboarding, mm -hmm. but without skateboards. They're just kind of like doing flips over benches and things. One guy's and reading one... the newspaper, yeah. Yeah, well, the newspaper... Do you want to describe what newspaper guy is doing fully? Oh, yeah, so newspaper guy's reading the newspaper while all of his friends are just being idiots. And he's smoking a cigar, and he pushes the cigar through the newspaper so he can keep smoking it while reading closer. <laughs> it's very good. And then their friend shows up, roughs them all up with a knife, like threatens them takes three dollars and then he's like ah, i'm just fucking with you we're all friends but i'm keeping the three dollars <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like, and then okay, they man. and then they rob new york then ninja. they then they accost new york ninja new york ninja beats them up by kicking yep. them with the same kick every time they never see it coming <laughs> and as they go one at a time at him it is exactly that kind of scene yep and, and then new york ninja exits stage right which happens a lot. And and he meets Scene up with, with a random cop leaving the courthouse or something, which is Dolomite Cop. Mm -hmm. And and he's like, hey, cop, what are you going to do about my dead girlfriend slash wife? And he's like, oh, well, I'd love to, but I'm a cop. I can't do anything. <laughs> so, so New York Ninja goes back to the docks 
where he lives. And he just yes. bounces back and forth between pillars, running into them with his head. And he's like, what are we going to do? I'm going to have to do a montage and get good at ninja skills quick. Yeah. <laughs> so this is where he pulls out the birthday katanas and goes underneath a bridge and mm -hmm. learns how to do very slow kicks so that he yep. can do the same kick again and again and again, knocking people over for the rest of the movie. Then we cut back to New York where a woman's getting attacked by more rodeo clown gangsters. This time in, like, pervert S&M gear and, like, mesh shirts. There's a lot of, like, <laughs> Freddie Mercury clowns mm -hmm. is the way that I'd describe them. Because they are wearing, like, white face paint clown makeup. But also just, like, yep. a full Freddie Mercury. Like, they'll have, like, the suspenders and pants. Yeah, and just, for sure. Yep, and, like, a handlebar mustache. And you're just, okay, sure, that's, yeah. Whatever, man. So, so he throws shurikens at one guy, killing him. And they keep going. And then he throws another shirking and another guy killing him They're like hey wait a minute someone's killing our man <laughs> Whoa, wait are we being shurikened <laughs> and then he's also shurikening them from like like a, a building five stories up yeah and like yeah. two buildings sniper. away sniper shotting and then and then he rolls up on his roller skates <laughs> yes god i forgot <laughs> i forgot the roller skates <laughs> Like, he beats them up, rolls up on his roller skates to stop someone that's robbing some women on the street. And then, like, their whole gang goes after him while he's on roller skates, on, like, motorcycles and cars and on foot. They can't catch mm -hmm. him because he's so fast on those roller skates. Yeah. He's got fucking skates! Wait, oh my God. I was just gonna say, does he have roller skates? <laughs> Oh, oh. Wow. I love the people just. This is very much accurate to New York, though, that there's like a few people that are watching this happen and just walking past as he's kicking them. Who the fuck are you? Oh my god, thank you. Thanks so much. New York Ninja! That was amazing. Truly the hero of our time. Yeah, so we got a bit of a montage here almost for a while of him just going around and cleaning up New York, beating up all of the Because this introduces the reporters a bit more. Yes. Um, there's reporters at the beginning. We find out that New York Ninja works for the news organization mm -hmm. of New York. The, the New York News, I guess. Yeah. I, I guess. And so they they keep wandering around and they're always at the scene of a crime. So that they can record it on their hand cam. Yep. And New York Ninja goes with them sometimes, but sometimes he's like, oh, I need to go get, uh, I need to go to the bathroom. Uh, I'll be back. And then New York Ninja appears. And it's like, whoa, <laughs> New York Ninja's here. What happened? <laughs> so they're, they're recording all of this. And then New York Ninja takes out all of these thugs with this stinky toe attack. Or he just like puts his foot in their face and makes them smell it over and over very slowly very slowly and easy to dodge stinky foot attack <laughs> and they, they he comes back even at one point with like a big burrito and he goes well uh did i miss anything and they're like 
<sighs> like you're God such a bad it, reporter. You keep missing New York Ninja. How does that For keep happening? For some reason. Where'd he come from? Where did he go? Cotton Eye Joe. Cotton Eye Joe. Yes, you did. Oh. Damn. Somehow. Somehow, even though we told you at the beginning of this film not to lose your cool and become a ninja man and get revenge, mm -hmm. a thing that the reporter lady had to tell him at the beginning, please don't go she for revenge, we know what you're like. Katanas on the rooftop. Mm-hmm. Yep. She's like, don't, don't use those birthday katanas. Well, I no idea who New York Ninja could be. Could be anybody. I certainly don't know a man with birthday katanas, ninja skills, and a reason for revenge. So then the... Uh, reporters, their car gets attacked by a gang, and it's like, mm -hmm. it's a, they bash the shit out of this vehicle. <laughs> they fuck they, that car up. They Good. turn it on its side, they flip it over. Mm -hmm. Like, all the windows are broken. Holy shit. Oh, they totally and, junk that car. Yeah, and the reporter's, like, recording it. He's like, yeah, this is really good footage. Whoever's car that is is getting really fucked up. <laughs> it's gonna be great for the news. Hey, hey Jack, that's that's your car, you fucking moron. <laughs> what are you doing? That's your car. So then he runs into the thugs and is like, hey, 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 that's my car. And predictably, they turn and start beating him up. And he goes, wait, but you can't beat me up. I'm just telling you not to beat up my car. Why would this happen to me? <laughs> yeah. And so, so then the get, two reporter ladies have to be, yeah, they got to be rescued by New York Ninja. Yep. So New York Ninja shows up and rescues them. And then Jack is, like, recording the whole thing mm -hmm. as, as New York Ninja is attacking them and just leaving her to fend for herself yes. the whole time. Mm -hmm. and, and then he, after New York Ninja defeats them, Jack runs back up to his boss, who's just driving around in the car randomly. And he's like, wow, I got all this cool footage of New York Ninja for the news. It's going to be great. He's like, yeah, well, I got something better. I got one of New York Ninja's branded shurikens. Uh, yeah, he right. He writes his name on the shurikens. Yeah. Uh, oh, and also, I saved that that lady reporter. She's in the backseat of the car or whatever. Anyways, let's go on. Third day, and we're making t-shirts. <laughs> oh yeah, he gives him a t-shirt that says "I love New York," yeah. and then underneath just has ninja printed on it. And then a uh, it cuts to a scene after that with a kid getting beat up by bullies. Like more, th this is like a guy in like a a naval officer outfit or something. It looks weird. Well, uh, when you say naval officer outfit, you might think that we mean like modern American Navy of the time or something. And no, <laughs> no. no, 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 I mean like eighteen hundreds Admiral Horatio, <laughs> like <laughs> like a naval like outfit. a museum piece. Yes, yeah. he's got like braided cords and epaulets and stuff on this fucking thing. But they're they're bullying this kid who they were trying to steal their lunch money earlier in the film. Mm -hmm. And the kid's like, I'm never going to give you my lunch money. So then New York Ninja shows up and he's like, aha, stop beating up that kid. So they pull a gun on him and, and shoot him. And shoot New York Ninja, which 
as it turns out, that that's probably a thing that you could have done, yeah. Just, Most people in this film don't do that. Yeah. No. They, yeah, no, these are the only villains that actually pull a gun on New York Ninja because he has a gun pulled on him every five minutes, and they're normally from about five feet away or less with the gun pointed directly at his head, and they tell him, stop fighting. And he goes, okay. And they're like, all right. I'm putting my gun down. Now let's fight with our fists like real gentlemen. <laughs> or they pull out a sword or a yes. bat or something. They're or like, like right, now, that, now that you've stopped. More, more than one time, there are gangsters that pull out pieces of wood. Like just mm-hmm. like broken two by four that they hold like they're knives. But they're not knives. They're just like. It's just sticks. Yeah. They're just sticks, but they act like they're like swords. And it's like, no, but that's, that's not gonna. And they're like, we're not talking like a stick that you could hurt someone with. We're talking about like a five inch stick. It's like, this is not something that's dangerous. Anyway, the kid that was getting bullied tries to stop New York Ninja from getting shot twice. And then the kid gets shot. (laughs) Yes. And then it hard cuts to uh, New York Ninja getting up. And being like, oh no, they shot this kid. And, and also me! I'll take him back to my attic hideout and then pull the bullets out. Uh, now, <sighs> wh- where would you think New York Ninja would be shot? That's the question for him to be hmm. fine and just get up. If I'm, if I'm going to shoot New York Ninja and have him be fine... I'm gonna say like a leg, maybe directly through his heart. Yeah, right through the heart. <laughs> That's middle the middle of the left chest. I think is probably yeah. the best place to show it. And he just like pries it out with a knife. It's the full bullet. <laughs> it's not deformed at all. It's a perfectly, perfectly ra- like formed bullet, as if it hadn't been fired. Yep. And and he pulls the bullet out of the kid, and they bandage themselves up. The kid who was also shot directly through the heart. Through the heart, yeah. And the kid's like, whoa, were you New York Ninja? Yeah, I'm New York Ninja. You could tell by the shuriken I'm, necklace I'm wearing that says, I'm New York Ninja. Mm-hmm. With a yin <laughs> and, and yang symbol on yeah. it, yeah. yeah. And, and the kid's like, whoa, do you want to be my new friend? Will you be my friend? And now they're friends. <laughs> yes. And he goes, here, have my shuriken, and gives the kid the cool shuriken. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly it's Halloween because <laughs> they had Halloween footage. What the fuck was that supposed to be for? And now, now he's and now he's just that kid's dad. I guess because yeah, he's not I, like that yeah. kid of trick or treating with him. <laughs> it makes no sense. So one thing I need to point out because they they meet the plutonium killer at the Halloween fair mm-hmm. or whatever it is parade. Uh, the Halloween, sorry, the plutonium killer. Yes. Uh, the reason he's called the plutonium killer is because he's a pervert for radiation. <laughs> that gets him off, like, sexually. Yeah, yeah they show <laughs> this at one point. So he has a box of plutonium that he just, like, opens and then starts getting really, really into it and then just grabs it with his bare hands so it irradiates and, like, deforms him. And mm-hmm. then he just he just goes... He just goes. <laughs> he he just gives the face, and yep, that's he's super excited about that plutonium. He loves the spicy oh, rocks. Man. Yep, he's a big he's a big spicy rock man. I, the first time they cut to the 
the plutonium pervert though we didn't know it was the same guy as the one no that was because the his car. face is covered by those huge steampunk goggles yeah. like normally like when we're talking about the goggles like they cover at least half of his face so yeah. it's really hard to tell that it's the same guy at the halloween parade that guy uh, abducts someone using hypnotism yes which is I... ridiculous <laughs> He abducts this so he lady, hypnotizes a random person, hypnotizes yeah. her, and then he kills her essentially, but with his radiation in, and, in yeah, a very gross exploitation, exploitation film scene. stuff. They, war, yeah. Warning for that if you do watch this, it does have it's not like there's not a lot of it, but there is a it there's a little bit of the you know mm -hmm. exploitation type for stuff sure. all the time, and uh, like the. Those scenes are a little bit of an emotional roller coaster with the goofy, you know, New York Ninja stuff, but it's, yes. it's just a period thing. It, it, it's very yeah. much of the time, and it it, mm -hmm. it it matches what that film would be like in its day, honestly. So that cuts to her body being in a garbage can in an alleyway the next day, and all the cops are coming around, be like, whoa. Well, it's not in killer. the garbage can originally, is it? No, it is. Yeah, because her. Oh, well, she's oh, in the okay. car still the next morning. But he no, puts I, yeah, her yeah, yeah. In the, the can I didn't. Think that, I didn't think that she was in the garbage can when they first found her. I thought they put no, her. No, they in didn't it just after. dump her in there. What the no? I mean, they leave her in it though. <laughs> yeah, because because all the cops show up, including the like forensic expert, mm -hmm. and they're like, "Oh, plutonium killer got someone else." Oh, really? Do you have any evidence of radiation? Yeah, maybe. We didn't look. Yeah, it's got burn marks all over her. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We're not going to. There's like very obvious burn marks. Because yeah, he has she was, plutonium hands. Yeah. We think she was strangled. Did you even check? <laughs> the fuck? Mm -hmm. so, so then like the cops just kind of wander off. And then the forensic expert wanders off and they just leave her there. They're just, what just the fuck? in a garbage can. <laughs> they just they're like, all right, well. Uh, I guess we're done with this crime scene. They just yeah, walk done away. looking at this one. <laughs> they they all just leave it. It's so dumb. It's very good. <laughs> all right, so because the reporter and um, well, the two reporters have mm. been reporting on New York Ninja and stopping all this crime and the women being abducted. The plutonium plutonium killer keeps buying the newspapers and it's like, this is bad for business. Look at all this bad press. We need we to stop all those these ninja stuff. Yeah. So he tells his goons to go get the reporters. Oh, what I'm curious about, um, what happens next? Oh, because they're they're shooting a scene with the mayor. Yes. To talk about yeah. They, they're interviewing the mayor. Yeah, and he's talking about how oh, crime's not that bad, and in the middle of that crime happens yeah because as the, after they're done shooting it they're like wow that's great this is gonna be a great piece then crime just walks up it's like hey we're crime fuck you mayor they knock him out with a punch they, they <laughs> knock him out and start robbing him and yep. they, they go to kidnap the reporter lady but she gets saved not by new york ninja mm -hmm. but by new york ninja 2.0 the kid which is yeah. 
the kid and all of his playground friends who were on the swings next to the mayor interview and saw it happening. So they went out and got all their ninja costumes and started shurikening and kicking and yeah, they they just fighting beat these all of them who have guns and knives. I need to point out yes, and they beat them up with like rocks and sticks. Also, <laughs> these are not okay. When we say kids too, let's let's narrow in the age range. Like seven? I would say. Eight? Yeah, eight, nine? Yeah, very young. Yeah. Very, very They're very young. small. <laughs> they're, they're not, they're not like 14. They're, yeah. But like the, these 30 kids beat up this gang mm-hmm. and, and stopped the reporters and New York Ninja, who didn't have a chance to change into New York Ninja, so he can't do Ninja mm-hmm. stuff. Are you going to help the New York Ninja? No, the kid's got this. Okay. Oh, the mayor's like, wow, those kids are beating up those thugs with knives and guns. This is great. (laughs) What a weird scene. Holy shit. Next is like a scene with the cop talking to New York Ninja again, but now he's wearing a weird hat. <laughs> Which he wears for the rest of the movie. It, it's it's weird to describe because it's like it's like a fishing hat. Well, I was going to say, the hat's the, not weird. The yeah, hat's a normal a, trucker cap. It has cap. the net in the back and the foam, like a normal trucker cap. But what he's done is he's pushed in the top of it, so that's flat, but the, the front is still facing upwards. So it has this I, weird dip. Yeah, it's really hard to explain. He's wearing it too high on his head, and then he yeah. just pushes the top down. So it looks like it it kind of has that effect of um like the Ushankas, like you know, like the, the Russian yeah, hats. Exactly. It's a little bit of that, but it's, it's a so distracting. <laughs> and he wears so we only see him in the beginning. This is the second time that he's shown up, and then after that, for the rest of the movie. He wears this hat. That's all he wears for the rest of the movie is this hat in that way. It is, it's like an alien found out, like saw a hat after humanity was gone and was like, oh, do they put this on their heads? Mm, like this? To push push the middle in. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, that fits. I, it's yeah, I don't know how incomprehensible. they decided that that was the way to wear the hat, but no it's idea. so distracting in every it's scene. very good. Man, uh, so they still need to stop the reporters because New York Ninja was saved by mm-hmm. the the school children, which is very funny. So the Plutonium Killer and Rat Tail Tail, see what I did there? Yeah, the, the male reporter, and they they shoot little like needles at him, which knock him out. Oh, and then God. Take him. Right, we didn't mention the needles. Plutonium yeah. Killer Man has a pen blow dart that mm-hmm. he can just kind of click that has magic needles that can fire like 700 feet away with pinpoint accuracy when he needs to plot-wise. It's Through incredible. Glass sometimes. Oh yeah, like yeah. he shoots them from the car with all the windows up and hits the reporter. <laughs> In this scene in particular, they do a drive-by needling of of the reporter who had his car destroyed. But yeah, the cop man also, uh, this is where he finds out who New York Ninja is, right? Because he 
goes yes. to talk to him again. And he goes to talk to him. Uh, he also finds out that kind the... Kind of guns and shurikens on each other. The pale guy who was doing the deals is apparently an Interpol undercover agent. Interpol, actually. Yeah, that's what he's claiming. He's saying, he's oh, claiming... I'm actually Interpol. And so he's interfering with the investigation and saying that they need to drop it kind of thing. And so the cop becomes a loose cannon. That's when Dolomite Cop is like, I need to go talk to that guy who talked to me about mm-hmm. his dead girlfriend wife uh, because he's clearly New York Ninja. Mm-hmm. So he then clearly they talk. And so he must be New York Ninja. Yep. So they come up with a plan to go like save the girls from the underground mattress warehouse that they're stored in. <laughs> oh. I guess. Oh, yeah, because... New York Ninja sees the thugs on the street, and then he calls his reporter friend, who has not mm-hmm. been abducted yet. He's like, meet yeah. me in Central Park so that you can get abducted. And then she gets abducted. Yeah, it's the, the she, he calls the woman. The guy has been abducted, yeah. and she's still free. And he uses her as bait, and then just spectacularly fails to protect her in any way. Yeah, I, I guess... So then the thugs that abducted her uh, called the plutonium killer and they're like, we have her, but because you want her specifically rather than just any other random person, we're, we want to see you in person and we want more money. Mm-hmm. We, we know that this is here. something special. So yeah. we're going to use that to negotiate a higher fee. So then they meet up with the plutonium killer who's disguising himself as his driver. Yes. <laughs> For reasons. Yeah. Because and, and New York Ninja crashes the party with his volleyball net. Oh my god, yeah. And he throws the volleyball net on the, the thugs and they're like, oh no, a volleyball net. Which they immediately turn over on him and catch and him in a volleyball catch net. Catch him in a volleyball net, yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know there are like five of us, right? <laughs> they just yeah. flip it over and throw it on him. So New York Ninja jumps away as they're fighting with the uh, the boss. The jumps away is by that I mean reverses the footage it. to him landing back on the place he jumped from, holding the net, which is like twenty feet in the air. Yep. Also, so they go after New York Ninja, but as New York Ninja is running away, he runs into a field at dusk and meets mm-hmm. Rat Tail, the driver. Who is very oh, seductively God. sucking on his rat tail. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he pulls out a sword, which splits into two swords. <laughs> yeah, he starts fighting with one sword, and then halfway through, he just, like, hits a button on it, and it becomes mm-hmm. two swords, so he can do double sword style. This fight is my favorite scene in the whole movie. It's Like we were saying earlier, the, the day keeps waning as they're yes. filming yes so that shows in the film because it just gets darker and darker <laughs> darker. And darker yep mm-hmm. and and like you could tell they didn't really know what they wanted to shoot for the the fight because like what they're doing is just ridiculous posing and <laughs> oh and he well and he's using like the two sword style but which i mean mm-hmm. he uses two swords and then immediately just uses the one sword and holds the other sword back because he doesn't have any idea of what to do yep. with a sword. And so then he gets disarmed on one sword by New York Ninja. And he goes, ah, well, 
I must crack out my special drunken sword style. And they even call that out. Somebody goes, oh no, no. he's using legendary drunken sword style, which is the sword style where you start flailing around drunkenly without having drank anything and mm. immediately get your ass kicked because it doesn't work at all. You don't want to be drunk when well, you sword fight, as it turns out. They had to end the shot because they ran <laughs> out of light. So they, yeah, they there's just, no light left. He jumps and he gets hit, I guess. All right. Yeah. All right. He's dead. Whatever. <laughs> Him flailing around in drunken sword style is... God, it is it's so, so incredible. It's one of the best things I've seen. Oh, he's just, like, frolicking around in this... <laughs> Oh my god, what is he doing? Drunken sword style. Oh my god. Oh no, it's drunken sword style. <laughs> oh, I, I mean... I, oh my god, he got even darker! Holy this, this is fucking magic. Oh no, he cut his chest. Dolomite Cop gets caught by the thugs trying to stop mm -hmm. the ring underneath the bridge where they're holding all the women in the underground mattress shop. Yeah. And after that, New York Ninja shows up and starts freeing them all with a cut on one blade, like, uh, per chain. Just yes. knocking off every chain, so they're all free. And one of the the uh, ladies that got caught was Cop Lady, who's also good at Kung Fu. Uh, and that's the one that's voiced... Um, by Cynthia Rothrock. I by think, Cynthia right? Rothrock. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. So she does Kung Fu very slowly. <laughs> thugs, <laughs> which is really easy to dodge. And they eventually get out after... Uh, New York Ninja throws an egg at all of the the thugs to distract them. Should should you mention about the the powder eggs at this point? Powder actually? eggs. Yeah. So like New York Ninja has powder eggs, which are just egg shaped things that just like throw flour on people, <laughs> and nothing happens. But he keeps no, throwing them. <laughs> it, the best part about it is none of the thugs even react like it's doing <laughs> no. something. Like, that, that's the best part, is because he always does it, and you always think, like, oh, okay, well, they're going to, like, cough and act like it's a smoke bomb or something, and it's just shitty mm -hmm. because they, they didn't have any budget to actually show a real smoke bomb or whatever. But they don't do anything. It just Nothing hits them happens. and they go, why am I covered in powder? And then they just keep beating him up. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. So, like, the, the ladies that were abducted under the bridge, they run off, and they're all running Ooh. away. And then, like, ten feet away from the bridge, they see a barrel that's on fire, and they all run to the barrel. They and start the warming circle. themselves up at this like, barrel oh, fire. oh, a barrel. This is great. Mm -hmm. What were we doing? <laughs> Wait, are we supposed to escape? Yeah, and then Dolomite Cop shows up with a van. He's like, get in the van. You're all With an now. unmarked white van, to be clear. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, so all... all of you recently kidnapped ladies, would you like yeah. to go into my unmarked white van from me, a stranger that you've never met before? Let's yep. go. So they get in the van and then they're not seen again in the film. Yeah. Uh, so one thing to point out about the plutonium killer, I think he did kill Jack, like the male reporter. 
because yeah, they never show the power, this, but he uses the power of plutonium to gain his face. Yeah, one scene persona. before this, right, right in the middle of this, they show yeah. the, the him doing the regular finding the newspaper thing. And he's wearing the glasses, so you know that he's the plutonium killer. He's wearing the big, like, steampunk goggles. But it's the reporter man now, for some, for some reason. reason. And we're like, wait, did he steal his soul or his body? Or <laughs> is he Shang Tsung? What, what is this? What powers like? does he have? Yeah. And so then he shows up at this scene now. Yeah, but he shows up with the, the lady reporter under the bridge. He's like, hey, I'm Jack, your friend slash reporter slash love interest i've been here the whole time i'm definitely him we should go now before new york ninja shows up mm -hmm. and then new york ninja shows up <laughs> and and we learned earlier that plutonium killer's only weakness is the sun which is why he's never in the sun which is why he's always walking around in the sun. <laughs> which is why he's never outside of the sun. In every scene, he's in the sun. Yep. So New York Ninja uses a mirror to reflect the sun back at his face, which causes his whole face to melt. Yeah, as yeah, as the woman rips melt. off the goggles. They're trying. Yep. I think they're trying to say that the goggles are he can't or have light in his him. eyes. I guess. Yeah. yeah. But that that melts off his fake face, and he becomes normal plutonium killer again. Mm -hmm. I guess. And then he. I think he abducts the reporter after knocking out New York Ninja and gets yeah. in a car. So New York Ninja throws a grappling hook in big quotation marks <laughs> at the back of the car, uh, pulling himself in like towards it as it's driving off, and then opens up the trunk in a reverse footage scene and jumps inside. Yes. It's really good. He does a very good backflip into it. So then it cuts to Plutonium Killer and Reporter Woman at a dock trying to get in a helicopter. But oopsie poopsie, someone locked it. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So, so he has to go in the hangar and find another helicopter. Oh, jeez. Mm -hmm. So his thugs abduct a pilot after killing his crew. Yeah. I guess. And then New York Ninja shows up because he was already there. And he's like, I'm New York Ninja. I knew you were going to be here after jumping out of the trunk and following this building because I locked the helicopter probably or whatever. And this is the part where they say they had a special effects budget of like a hundred bucks, but there's a couple of things that are it's There's surprising. some really good like, stunts at the end. How yeah. they destroy the, like they destroy that car and then this one, he grappling hooks onto the helicopters that flies away, and they have an extended fight scene of him like being flown yeah. away in a helicopter like on a holding line. Holding onto the rope and holding onto the, the foot and getting punched in the doorway, and it's like, holy shit. Mm -hmm. It looks good. Before that scene, too... It looks dangerous a, as shit is what it looks like. It looks like. really dangerous. But they, they had another fight scene on the tarmac, like on the mm. helicopter pad, with Yes, Plutonium this killer. is maybe my favorite with, scene, or at least it has my favorite weapon. The sword I've ever seen. Yeah, can you can you talk about this scene? So, Boyks, have you heard of switchblades? Yeah, yeah, like a like a switchblade knife, switchblade clone. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like a or small like thing you put in your pocket. Or have yeah. you ever seen um like those like Halloween knives that they they extend out and then when you push them, they're like springs. They just come back oh, in. Oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So it, like a prop knife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, imagine an actual knife like that, but it's not a knife. 
It's a claymore. Yeah, plutonium <laughs> killer a is a switchblade claymore. It's two-handed, like gigantic claymore thing that he just like pops a button on and it extends out into this massive sword. Which during the fight at one point, as they're having their big climactic battle, New York Ninja catches the tip of it with his blade. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, like, leans in and shoves the blade back into its hilt so that it's no longer extended so that he can win the fight, which is just... Amazing. I it, The creativity of this movie is off the charts. Yeah, so Plutonium Killer knocks him out after getting his Claymore mm-hmm. retracted. <laughs> It, it then, happens yeah, they... to everybody, okay? At some point in a man's... <laughs> everybody can... So... Listen, sometimes your Claymore just retracts, all right? It's it's but a normal he, thing. It's he healthy. Gets in the, it's he gets okay. in the helicopter. They fly off. And then New York Ninja, like, gets into the cab, drops out after they punch him and kick him out of the helicopter. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to a scene of the helicopter flying away. And this is where I think they ran out of footage when 21st yeah, Century I, I think went so, down. Yeah. Because they had to end it, so they just added an explosion effect. He's like, hey, what's that bomb? What's that ticking? Is there a bomb in here? Oh, God. What's that sound? Is that a bomb? Ninja bomb. Yeah, as it turns out, the plutonium killer had two weaknesses. One was sunlight. The other was having a bomb thrown into his helicopter and having it (laughs) blow the fuck up. Yeah. Because that also works, as it turns out. And and then New York Ninja is trying to climb off the rooftop, and the cops, like, catch him. Like, Mm -hmm. give yourself up, New York Ninja. There's nowhere to go. There's no more tricks. And then New York Ninja gives himself up. And there's no more tricks. And there's no more tricks. It looks like he's going to, and then he just doesn't yep. trick him. And he gets arrested, and as the cops are, you know, walking back to the, the place where they park their cars, all the kids in the neighborhood come running up with protest signs that say, we love New York Ninja, New York Ninja, yeah. yeah and they're just, the like, giving t-shirts to the cops and dancing. And then New York Ninja. The cops are super excited to get those New New York Ninja t-shirts too. The one cop is like super fucking pumped. Yeah, and and New York Ninja sees all this, looks around, and then just ducks out of the scene. He ducks out of frame. This is and like some of these we're talking about them as it being a bad movie and a lot of unintentional humor. This one is obviously like an intentional thing, and it's done Mm -hmm. very well because he kind of like looks left, looks right, and then just like slowly <laughs> has his head duck out of the frame and I then he's it. just gone from the movie 
after that, we cut to New York Ninja on the rooftop. The mm -hmm. reporter woman comes in. And he's like, hey, John, you missed everything when you were gone and not New York Ninja. Do you know who saved the the town, saved New York City, and also uh, you know brought justice on your dead girlfriend wife? It was New York Ninja. New York Ninja did that. He's like, wow, New York Ninja? Wink at the camera. <laughs> and, and the end. <laughs> Uh, New York Ninja sounds like a cool guy. Wink. And then it hard cuts to him jumping, doing a cool ninja pose. It's like, we'll see you next time in L.A. Ninja. Which I don't think they're actually going to make, but it's very no. funny to throw at the end. Um, there is a sequel in the works, but it's in comic book form, by the way. Mm -hmm. But they are, yeah, they are making a New York Ninja comic. I don't know if that I would wouldn't... work out. Well, I wouldn't though, want but... them to do a sequel to this because it, no. it, they even talked about that. In one of the other uh, kind of interviews that I looked at was they said like, well, did you think about, because obviously like we talked about how the ending feels very unfinished in a lot mm -hmm. of ways and that they had to kind of improvise something with the footage that they did have. And they were saying like, well, did you want to film any new scenes for it and stuff? And they thought, well, early on we talked about that and we said, yeah, it'd probably be easier and we could do this or that. And uh, there's some stuff we could do to trick it and make it work better as a film by filling mm -hmm. in some extra scenes. But we thought that'd really kind of destroy the heart of it. Like it, it should be the original footage, which I full heartedly. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I wholeheartedly agree with that take on it. I think that they did the right thing by not adding anything to the movie at all. So there's like, there's zero extra scenes from them. They never filmed anything at all. It's all just editing, which yeah, the only, is a much the better way to do scenes, it. I think. Um, are in the credits during the last song, the rap about yeah. New York Ninja. And sure. they, they had yeah. some B roll footage that I, I think originally would have been in the movie about like people saying, you know, New York Ninja merch and dancing and stuff, which would have yes. been, just the the New York Ninja craze that was sweeping the city, sweeping New York, yeah, where they have all the newspapers that are saying like New York Ninja destroys crime and, and that kind of stuff. They could have yeah. put that, I think, in the film proper instead of the they credits, could've. but it's fine where it is. So, I mean, it's a long yeah. enough movie; they didn't want to go over time and stuff. Yeah. It's it's good as it is. Um, this I mean, is, it, this what, movie is near perfect. Minutes? It's really ninety two minutes. Like it, it's a good runtime for what it is, right? Like, mm -hmm. it, I think it drags a little bit near the end. A little bit until it gets to the final scenes with like Rat Tail and the helicopter. Yeah, a, but... a little bit. There's a couple of moments where it lags just a bit, but I mean, yeah. this thing was honestly pretty gripping like, throughout. It's uh, for what they had to work with and what we got. I am, I'm very happy. <laughs> it, it's a hundred percent a cult classic on the level of like miami connection and mm -hmm. maniac cop and like i can see this being a film like feature that. for any of those yeah absolutely like samurai it, cop any of that stuff and it is incredible like again it is an absolute master class in maintaining the tone and feel and style and stuff of the time while editing over it to make it a movie because they didn't have mm -hmm. the audio. They didn't have the scenes in order. They didn't have a script. Like it just, it 100% nails that feeling and the way that those movies work and flow. Like it's, it's stunning. This thing is an absolute masterpiece for what they're trying to do. Like if you look at, if you look at what they had and what they were trying to accomplish with it, they couldn't have done a better job. Like, no, it this is, is, it's very good for what it is. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. If, if, if you think about the scope and budget and what they were trying to accomplish with it, 
I, I can't imagine it working out better than this. Uh, when you told me about this movie and you wanted to watch it, I I was kind of, because uh, of course it doesn't fully fit the theme of the podcast. Always, but I mean, <laughs> sure. But also I thought like, oh, well, I mean, I, I don't know if they're going to just, you know, hack it up a little bit like, and um, make it very hokey. Kung Pao comes to mind, like Kung Pao Winter of the Fist. That yes. is also footage of 70s mm-hmm. kung fu movies, but with all this schlocky comedy stuff. I love Kung Pao, but this is a different film. Yeah, it's not at like, all. And it's a, a different Pao. feel. It's not that type of comedy. It's not making fun of the things that are happening in a way. Like, yeah, no, it, Kung Pao is yeah. very much making fun of it. And I was worried that it would be mm-hmm. that, like it would be a hokey, ha ha ha, look at how bad this movie is. We're going to mm-hmm. ape over it and like really ham up how bad it is. And they don't do that at all. The movie stands on its own for being bad. Like yep. you just have to let the movie unfold as is. Cause it, what you have is already so incomprehensibly weird and terrible at times but also f- like intentionally funny sometimes and well done that it's like, like scene yeah you don't need to add anything to it it's so good on its own some scenes go from baffling to just extremely entertaining to mm-hmm. oh god why is this happening on screen i don't want to see this to oh my god what what are they wearing <laughs> what is happening it's just it's a roller coaster of emotions the whole way yeah, it, it's a movie that is, like I said, I found it absolutely gripping. I, I mm-hmm. love this thing. This thing was an absolute treat. I highly recommend you watch it if it sounds at all interesting to you. Uh, I mean, we described pretty much the whole plot in a lot of our favorite scenes, but even so, you you can't truly imagine what this thing looks and feels like and yeah, the, the way that the scenes play out until you actually watch it because, oh man, it's it's neat. It's a treasure. I, I'm so proud of what they did here. And I mean, I, I think that these... Vinegar Syndrome, uh, the distributor, did, again, mm-hmm. an absolute fantastic job of it and really it feels like a preservationist effort even though they made it all up which is yeah like not i'd almost say it is a preservationist thing like all they had was a shooting script and like they but they managed to piece it together in such a way that it feels like that's what the movie would have been and it's just i i I hope that this means that companies like arrow video Vinegar Syndrome, Scream Factory, all these like redistributors, um, film preservationist companies. I hope that more of these pop up and that more of this weird stuff just comes yeah. out of the middle of nowhere in a back, you know, warehouse. Fell off a piss, truck. Yep. Yeah. And it, and it turns into a fucking gem. That's what I hope. Because mm-hmm. this is yeah. this is exactly the type of shit I want to watch. It's... I would watch a uh, hundred movies like this for sure. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's the episode. Uh, I rate New York Ninja a 55 out of 10. It's a very good dog. Yeah. 84 yeah. out of 10 for the oh, yeah, year that it four out of 10. Yeah. Mm-hmm, for the mm-hmm. year that all of the uh, schizoid punks take over <laughs> New York with schizoid their crime punks. wave. 
There's a credit crawl that has them labeled as such. So, yeah, oh, that's amazing. The, the horrible okay. crime wave of New York. It, it's something like that. Yeah. Uh, oh, in the opening man. title crawl. It's really incredible. Uh, but yeah, we'll be back to dog movies next time. Uh, mm. You can, of course, support us over at Patreon, uh, as well as check us out on TikTok and Twitter at Rough Cuts Cast. Yeah, well, we'll uh, try and put up like lots of our favorite scenes and gifts yep. and stuff like that that we find. Uh, we also have an email if you have any requests or any feedback, roughcutscast at gmail.com. Uh, mm-hmm. Thanks again for listening, and we will catch you next time on more Rough Cuts. Thank you very much. I uh, I knew this would be a treat. Which is why it, I it really was. It so yeah, much. yeah. I, yeah. That, that's the thing is it's it was a treat for the good boys, which is us this time. As it turns out, yeah. we're the good boys. That's the twist. The twist is that we're a, a podcast for good boys, and we were the good boys. And sometimes good boys deserve a treat, and this is a treat.